Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Pro Beautiful podcast. I have been reflecting on some of the resources that have been the most life transforming for me. And one of the really obvious ones is the cookbook Nourishing Traditions by Sally Fallon. When I was a young mother, I read this entire thing, including all of the sidebars during my lunches for, it probably took me about a year. (laughs) The first 60 or 80 pages are extremely, extremely dense in terms of uh, the amount of information offered. And um, so it's really fascinating and beautiful. And then the recipes themselves, I would not say that these became most of them in my regular repertoire of food, just because I think a lot of them require a lot of ingredients and a lot of time. But there are some that have become family favorites. I think the Caesar salad dressing, for example, is one that's absolutely a favorite of mine. There's an almond cookie recipe that is just amazing. But overall, I think the idea of saying, instead of going to unhealthy people and trying to figure out how to make them healthy, that there was a person who approached the research of health and nutrition from a completely different vantage point to say, I am going to start by saying who are healthy or what are healthy people around the globe and what do they have in common? And is there a way to bring that level of nutrition into the modern world? And so Weston Price was a dentist back, I think in the 1930s and he recognized that even I think in his lifetime, that the amount of cavities and I guess he would call them dental caries and the facial structures and such that they just weren't as healthy and as they were beforehand. And so he did some excursions around the globe and sought out people who naturally lived without cavities for the most part. And he observed them in just astonishing variety of natural foods that they would eat and everything from, I, th- I don't know exactly how you say these island names, but is it the Hebrides or something? Hebrides? Hebrides, I think, off the coast of England. And so for them, they fished and they grew oats and that was kind of their diet. And yet they were extremely healthy because they had good salts. They had the good fats from the fish. They had whole grain oats and they probably soaked them so that they were fermented and easy to digest. There was another people group up in Switzerland. And again, I think they did oats and they had a lot of dairy, really good quality dairy. And you had the Maasai and they drink milk and I think blood from their animals. So not a very kosher diet, but that was also a healthy diet and they didn't have cavities. And same thing with the, probably the Inuits up in Alaska where they ate a lot of blubber. I think, you know, you hear about these low fat diets and the lowest fat diet of any of the peoples that he went to had, I think 35% fat and the highest percentage was 85% fat for those people up in the Arctic circle. And that's astonishing to think about. I mean, 85% of your diet from fat and yet that kept them healthy. And that was what was needed for 
them to be healthy up there. But the Polynesians would eat coconuts and fish and fruit, you know, so just a super interesting and varied number of diets around the globe. And the grace to be able to say these cultures are vanishing because of modern input. And so what can I learn before the, their way of life vanishes? And what can we take in for our own healthy life? So the Weston A. Price Foundation on the internet has a lot of resources that you can access for free, including something like 10 easy changes you can make to your diet in order to be more healthy. This would include things like buy good quality pink salt or Himalayan salt, which again, regular iodized salt is so disgusting by comparison. I carry my own salt with me in a little baggie wherever I go because it's actually that critical to me that I have salt that tastes good. But that's also a small change that you can make. But then to say, okay, no more low fat anything. Only eat high fat foods. And obviously you don't need to pound them. And the beautiful thing about fat is our bodies are designed to know when to like when we've had enough. And so we actually start to feel sick if we eat a little bit too much fat. It's not, um, it's not like sugar <laughs> where we could eat plenty of sugar and our, we could be a raging diabetic before we even start to feel a little bit sick. So nourishing traditions, absolutely amazing, very transformational for me. And again, you could really just read the first, probably eh, the first, maybe six um, or 60, 60 or 80 pages. And then, I mean, the sidebars, I just thought were fun all the way through with some very interesting data, but not as critically important, but that has definitely been a life transforming book and organization for me. So Lord, thank you that you have an opinion about what we put in our bodies, that as the creator and the sustainer, that you know what we should eat. So Jesus, we welcome you into our lives. We thank you that you call yourself the bread of life. So <laughs> you even probably have an opinion about what kind of bread we eat. Anyway, we thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen.